0: Don't you hate it when you turn up somewhere having seen a picture of the food on Instagram or TikTok or somewhere, and then it's really disappointing? Welcome to the next delicious thing. And that didn't sound very delicious, did it? The point of this weekly podcast is to share with you the things that need to go to the top of your list to try next, to cut through the glossy pictures that you see on social media. I'm Jennifer Earl and I've been running food tours in London for 17 years. I work in the food industry and I also spend a lot of time scrolling Instagram and now TikTok as well. I have some friends who have very large social media followings. But I also really trust their taste. So I decided this week I would ask them which products they think should go to the top of your list to try next. And not just any products, the ones that also go viral. So if you are ever wondering if those quality chop house potatoes are worth getting, I can tell you they are. But there are some other products that maybe I haven't tried that they are going to remind you or me that you definitely need to go and try soon. Before we hear from them, I'm going to tell you about two other items that I tried this week that you definitely want to try as well. The first is a chocolate and pecan cookie full of chocolate that was from a tiny bakery called Lily and Honey in Oakham in Leicestershire. It's about 15 minutes off the A1 if you're driving north from London and definitely worth the detour. The bread is excellent as well. Uh, The bakery opened in 2019. Oakham is a very pretty town and has beautiful Rutland water nearby. So you can go and get takeaway from the bakery and sit and enjoy the scenery. The other item is in London. It was an elderflower and lemon Danish. It was the most flaky, beautiful laminated pastry with an elderflower and lemon curd bursting from it. And on top, there were candied calamansi, also known as calamondin, Philippine lime or Philippine lemon. They're a citrus fruit, if you haven't heard of them. They kind of look kind of mostly ornamental. You can grow them inside in the UK. They're basically a cross between a kumquat and a mandarin. They're very, very sour, tart even. Uh, so definitely good candied and quite small, but the juice of them is delicious with chocolate and wonderful in curds and things as well. These teeny tiny ones candied were delicious. Chiara Artizi is the head baker at Brunswick East, so she's responsible for the stollen that I raved about. She had her training in Vanuiserie at Popham's Bakery, which makes sense when you see how flaky and incredible this pastry was. Brunswick East use a combination of Gilchester's organic flour and wild farmed flour, which uses incredible regenerative farming methods to grow the wheat. And what goes into the pastries is a combination of white flour and spelt flour. So you get so much more of a rich flavor from the pastries, which is part of what makes it so delicious. I feel like the wild farmed flour needs a episode all on its own. So let me know if you are interested in that. Now, here's what the Instagram influencers have to say. I'm not sure they'd like being called Instagram influencers, but they are. Several of them shared my thoughts that many of the Instagram hyped foods are not particularly good and they avoid them like the plague. But I persisted and here's what they had to say first one from outside London, from Ed Kimber, who's been on the podcast before when we tasted hot crust buns together. Here's Ed. Sometimes I think separating out what is intrascrimmable but
1: delicious is quite hard. And my inclination is often to think that the intrascrimmable places are probably to be avoided. But I think sometimes
0: you find a place that is actually a gem and worth exactly the hype it's getting. One of those places would be Supermoon Bakehouse in New York City. They are absolutely beautiful, wonderful interior design, very pretty. The pastries are incredibly beautiful. They spend a lot of time on decoration. And whilst it is fodder for Instagram, it is also incredibly well executed and just incredibly high quality baking. For a London bakery recommendation, here is pastry chef, Instagrammer and writer of the Fantastic Kitchen Projects newsletter and also the founder of the pop-up bakery Lark, Nicola Lamb. Without a doubt, the first thing I thought of when you said a dish that is totally worth the hype is the Arom Honey Butter Toast. The concept is so simple, that super soft bread with the amazing crunchy golden crust, but the execution is perfect. And I don't know anyone that hasn't tried that and been less than completely blown away. Go and get it, get to. They do them all through the day, so they're nice and fresh. And that, I think, is also the sign of a great bakery. Speaking of toast, my friend Kashing KS8 here on Instagram – recommended the French toast, Hong Kong French toast from Wun's Tea Room, which I've gone and ogled this now on his Instagram feed, and it is very Instagrammable. It looks absolutely incredible. It's served with cheese and peanut butter, apparently. I can't tell that from the picture, but I really, really want it. KS eats out um, more than probably anyone I know, except maybe Felicity, and I've got her recommendations as well ka Xing sent me a long list of items that you need to believe the hype about. The first thing he said that came to mind, though, was the bread-ahead donuts. The other items he mentioned are Dumpling Shack's Shengjian Baos, which are the soup dumplings, Birria Tacos from either Taco Collective or Taka Tacos, Roast Duck, Duck and Dim Sum from Tao Tao Ju, The Cheesecake from Blacklock, the Double Bacon Cheeseburger from Bleecker, Detroit Pizza from Detroit Pizza, and Chef Callum's Incredible Beef Wellington and Pies from the Holborn Dining Rooms. Those ones I can definitely vouch for as well, but it has now given me a long list of places that I need to visit. As promised, here are Felicity Specter's items of food that she thinks are worth the hype. In terms of puddings the fried bread and butter pudding in custard at Cafe Cecilia, the cheesecake from Brat, which is very, very good, and the Popham's sticky toffee croissant pudding. On the savoury side, she wanted to make sure you are aware that the sandwiches from Quality Chop House and from Dusty Knuckle are every bit as good as they look. I dream about those Dusty Knuckle sandwiches, so they, I have to agree. And I'm not the only person. Katya from East London Mornings also included that in her list of three. The other two items were the savoury sandwiches from Café Kitsune and breakfast at Barbary next door, which only opened recently. Another breakfast or any time of day recommendation came from my friend Jugu, who is at Eat in London for the pancake or pancakes at Sunday in Brooklyn which is in Notting Hill it's a New York restaurant that opened in London last year I get the impression it is a very sizable dish so you can order one two or three pancakes obviously the more you have the better it looks on Instagram but it is a task to eat the whole thing I have a couple more recommendations to pass on to you and then you'll hear from Rabneet Gill and Melissa Thompson Rumby Shearer, Instagrammer and Supper Club organiser extraordinaire, said that everything at Session Arts Club restaurant that opened last year is worth the hype. The whole venue, everything is stunning and the food is stunning. And she particularly recommended the chocolate tart. Tiffany Chang at tiff cooks a Lot on Instagram. Tiffany is a food writer and she appeared on Netflix's Crazy Delicious program. She shared five items with me. The first is a classic that you'll probably all recognize the salt beef bagel from Bagel Bake on Brick Lane. It is absolutely stuffed full of salt beef. So it does look very, very Instagrammable, but it is delicious too. The Biang Biang noodles from Xian Impression. I've had those as well. They are amazing. She also recommended the hand-pulled noodles from Langeau noodles, which are new to me, so they've been added to the list, the fried chicken burger from Cockfighter, and the kettle popcorn from Drum and Colonel, which I agree is, as she put it, like crack. Not that I've ever done cocaine, but they're very addictive. Two more things to share before I hand over to Rav and Melissa from James Thompson at foodfeels on Instagram says that the cinnamon buns at the little bread peddler are every bit as good as they look and the tiramisu at Luca, the Italian restaurant in East London. It comes as a giant scoop. He guarantees it's the best tiramisu in London. I think he has eaten many tiramisus here in Sydney, in Italy so I would trust him on this one. And now for another sweet recommendation from pastry chef Ravneet Gill. Rav is the author of The Pastry Chef's Guide and Sugar, I Love You, as well as being the founder of Counter Talk and Damson Jelly Academy. And she is a judge on the Junior Bake Off. She is a force and I love her and I trust her implicitly. Apologies for the sound on this one. I promised she wasn't standing on a stage in a big room. It's just the way the recording happened, but very important information. So bear with us. I'm obsessed with any pastry that comes from Margot Bakery. I think that Michelle's bread is absolutely stunning. And whenever she's developed a new savoury pastry, I have to get down there and try it. So for example, she makes these amazing, they're like sausage rolls, but without any meat. Instead, they're vegetables. And sometimes it's wild garlic, sometimes it's pumpkin, ricotta, feta. Wow. Like, I think Michelle is a true talent. And basically anything she makes with her hands, I want to eat it. And finally, Melissa Thompson, whose debut book, Motherland, is coming out in September. Melissa is an incredible writer, thinker, cook, and recipe writer. I love her stories on Instagram, and she really knows her food. shares a lot of my opinions and I loved what she had to say. So here is Melissa.
1: So when it comes to hype foods, for me, I think I've been burnt too many times to really get sucked into something um, purely for its looks. There are some things obviously that I think "Mm, that looks delicious. Um, But then so many times in the past, I've gone to eat it and I've been like, oh, you know, yeah, it's nice, but it's not as incredible as I thought it was going to be whereas sometimes there are other things which don't look maybe the prettiest. I mean, I guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? And then that applies to food as well as to people, as well as to everything else. For me, the perception of something and how beautiful it is, is very much informed by how I imagine or I I, I know it's going to taste. I guess it's this whole ugly delicious hashtag, right? So some things which are deemed ugly, but to me, they're not ugly. It's like curries. People always say a curry doesn't photograph well, but I think if there's a photograph of a curry and someone who I who I trust their taste buds says this curry was delicious, then to me that looks beautiful because I know it's going to taste good. It's the same with the person, right? So you can have someone who is, you know, on paper aesthetically beautiful, but if I know them to not be a very nice person, then I can't perceive them to be attractive because I know that, yeah, being attractive isn't just about how you look. It's about your whole person persona. And, you know, there are other people I'm sure um, aren't going to get a modelling contract. And yet to me... They are the most beautiful people in, in the world. And it's the same with food. There are, I guess, a few hype dishes that I think are worthy of the hype. In fact, let me think about a couple. I think Bao's Taipei um, Butter Rice with a 40-day steak, I think is delicious. And I think that is worth the hype. It's a good-looking dish and it and it's tasty. But then there are a lot of other dishes. I don't know, like, does oxtail perceived to be a a hype dish from its looks? I'm I'm not sure it is. It's kind of, like, brown and it's, you know, it's kind of, like, maybe it's not the most pretty of of dishes to Instagram standards, but for me it's one of the most stunning dishes because I know how it's going to taste and I know how it's going to feel in my mouth. And I look at it and I have a visceral reaction to it. I love it. Um, Yeah. So that's what I think. Love it.
0: Thanks, Melissa. And thank you to all of the people who graciously took their time to contribute their thoughts to the food that is Instagrammable and also delicious. You can find the full list of all of the foods with the links to the businesses and all the links to their personal Instagrams at thenextdeliciousthing.com. You can search the website for Instagram Hype Maybe in a future episode, I will ask people for their ugly, delicious dishes. But in the meantime, I'll keep sharing on this podcast and on the website things that may not be the most beautiful, but I promise you need to try them. Until next Wednesday, I hope you have a truly delicious week. Please rate this with five stars and tell a friend. If you have any ideas for things you would like me to discuss, send them to me at the thing or thing at gmail.com. I'll speak to you soon. Take care.